Hello and welcome to Caps Lock Mini, a podcast all about the new Mini. And that's all the way from 2001 up to the present day. In this podcast, we aim to talk about everything around the new Mini models. Our podcast is by myself, James and... And me, Martin. And in this episode, we're going to introduce ourselves... You're going to learn a little bit about us and our initial mini journeys. So, Martin, mm. who's starting? Do you want to go first? I'll go first. Yes, go first. I'm James. I am... Gosh, I'm a mini enthusiast of many, many years. Uh, for me, it kicked off, I'd say, when I was definitely at school. Uh, classic Mini Coopers, Rovers, Sports Packs, as I then came to uh, find out they were named. My new Mini journey uh, was again at school. Um, 2001, I was in secondary school and there were two at the school. And I was insanely jealous because my parents didn't want to or couldn't afford to. So uh, that is my initial sort of backstory into where I am today. Um, my first car was a Rover Sports Pack, a 96 car, red and white, half cloth Monaco leather. I'm sure everyone might know what that is listening to this podcast. Wasn't it more half final at that point? Half but, final, sorry. probably. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely cracked walnut dash. But um, it was great. I, of course... Learned later that 12-inch skinny wheels were, were probably going to be better. But I definitely would say I learned a lot about A, driving in that car, um, front-wheel drive, keeping your foot in. Even with the wide wheels, it did handle well. I learned a lot about mechanics, even though it was an MPI. You could do certain things. I changed the uh, all the... Boy racer things, so induction kit. I think I went K&N over Piper Cross. Uh, I did the exhaust, which was an RC40, nice and loud. And, of course, I did the high-lows. I swapped out the little rubbers for um, a mini sport kit. And uh, I loved that car. It was great. Uh, I then went on to an 04 Cooper S R53. I had to do a lot of commuting and... That was a better car for doing it. Six gears, lots more comfort. And then I guess I'm on to the current crop, but I'm going to leave it as just one for now, which is uh, an 06 Cooper S uh, JCW, which I've had for a long, long time. Um, 2010, back end of 2010, I got that car. It's got, it's an amazing spec. <laughs> made it even more amazing with some amazing JCW carbon fibre. I think you've got most of it yeah. inside, haven't you? All bar a shift light. You're going to have to buy that eventually. Eventually, JCW yeah. tax, JCW tax. There you go. And there we go. There you go. So that's my very so light I... intro. Yeah. What an intro. What a, <laughs> what a good start. Anyway, um, shall, I, shall I start off? Do I, it. I mean, I, again... I don't know. I've always liked minis. I can remember when I was a kid going into a used car garage with my dad and looking him explain to me what a Mini Cooper was. It was like a Mark One Cooper in there for sale. Anyway, so they're always on the periphery, like in our road. And anyway, uh, like yourself, I kind of got interested and then I got offered one for free. It was a 1977 Mini Thousand. And I just about managed to save enough cash, uh, well, through my savings, <laughs> that 
that was saved for a car that um, my dad and my mum thought it was a good idea to have this free mini and I could basically, it was like a blank canvas and I could build it into what I wanted to and obviously I wanted a Mini Cooper, didn't I? Do you know what I mean? So um, <laughs> many panels later and uh, a respray, including a black roof and black bonnet struts, which I had sprayed on as well. And I even went to John Cooper Garages and had the signatures on the bonnet. Ooh. Still a thousand cc. Um, and that car, I, I, it, I suppose I, I did the classic things like your good self. A bit more power. First student loan went on a stage one kit. Oh, very good. A straight through single box Centrex exhaust. A pipe across air filter, contentious. Mm-hmm. Um different uh, carburetor needle and uh, yeah then I got involved in a, the club I was in a local club and things got a bit more silly I got into adjustable suspension and I don't know going to shows and buying bits it was just great yeah. you go to a show and you could like spend like fiver and buy something for your mini and just stick it either a sticker or a, I don't know a badge or something you could put it on your car yeah. I just thought it was brilliant on um, that note yeah. mm. that club was it the A's mm. of Hearts it was. Those are parts, those it's still going strong, that club. That's... It's, yeah, it's changed a bit since I was there. but um, And, uh, yeah, they've probably got more of a classic focus than you mini focus. Mm. But, uh, we no must have crossed paths. Um, I'm sure we Just did. didn't know. Because, uh, yeah, that was my local club. And I probably only went to about three meetings uh, in said Cooper Sports Pack. Um, and I remember feeling... It was a really welcoming club, but I remember... That's where I learned about the 13 by 7 inch wheel mistake because everyone just commented about how 12 inches are better. <laughs> well, you know, I had, you know, it was it had its benefits, but it also had its demerits being part of a club because you always compare yourself and you meet lovely people. I've met some really good friends, you know, in, uh, like yourself, but at that point, those friends were all driving Cooper 13 eyes, do you know mm. what I mean? And, and when you've got a 1,000cc Mini... Um, even with a stage one kit, you're never going to quite keep up. But um, I was at university at the time, and you know that was the time of probably less financial heartache with taking borrowing money with student loans than there are now for today's students. And my final year, I opted to move home, and I thought this was the perfect solution was to upgrade my car, much mm-hmm. as I loved my little thousand cc mini RER four sixty S. I still remember the number. <laughs> I knew I wanted an I wanted a Rover Cooper. So anyway, that, then there was the search, and um, yeah, I borrowed some money from my grandma and student loans. I paid the rest. And I knew I had roughly about three and a bit grand to blow mm. on a Cooper, which was enough, just enough mm-hmm. to buy something usable. And I looked at a lot, and there were a lot of an awful, like everything at that point, you know. And you know what? Sadly, you know the Mini's reputation for rust does. Uh, yep. It does live up to that. Yeah. And I looked at quite a few sheds and I was almost at the point of giving up. And then just before Christmas of that, my final year, so that was what, oh, life, it must have been 98 I bought that car. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1998. And, um, no, maybe, um, anyway, it was around the end of my degree mm. and it was around Christmas time. And it was like a week before Christmas and I went to look at this car. Uh, which I was advised of uh, lo- locally, and it was a, a Rover Cooper, but it was an RSP, which Ooh. we all know about, which is the sort of first edition startup car, which is like a Mini 30. So it's basically a Mini 30, but it had an MG Metro 1275 carburetor engine in it, mm-hmm. and a sunroof, and anyway, and they were really sought-after cars, those ones. They were available in red, 
black and green, as I remember. Mm-hmm. Mine was a black one, this black one. But anyway, when I got there, it was in the showroom. And the first thing I noticed was it had a Cooper S rosettes on the rear quarters. And I was like, whoa, this is... Is it a Cooper S? So I immediately popped the bonnet, and there they were, two twin carbs. <gasps> nice. The correct blue Cooper head, and um, it had a sporty exhaust on it. So uh, anyway, I made an offer, believe it or not, and it was within budget, and uh, that came home with me, and I had that car. Ooh, it did one Italian job. It was upgraded, mm-hmm. um, and I kept it even after I got my first journo job. It was mm-hmm. in the garage. And that was like the first year before new mini came along, and uh, I suppose that you know. Anyway, I had that, did the Italian job, and it came home, and it was kind of the summer of two thousand and one when the new car came along, and I was absolutely beside with the new mm. car. I was lucky enough to attend the launch, but we go into that in another podcast. But I did the launch and other stuff through work, and I really wanted it. And at the time, thankfully, even though my paltry staff writer salary, I just enough in the kitty and selling my gorgeous Cooper S for a new car mm. and um, so my second ever car was a new car I, nice. I would have liked the Cooper but um, which annoyingly my best mate one of my best mates James Holland he came to the dealer with me and he ended up buying said car anyway <laughs> there's another story behind it but I ended up going for a Mini 1 but I didn't have a standard Mini 1 I had um, um, I liked. I really liked the launch cars with silver and black, so I had it pure silver. Obviously, you couldn't have a black roof straight out of the box, but I managed to get um, the dealer. They, the dealers were quite keen on fitting after fitting bits, if you asked them, so they, they fitted a chrome grille for me, and I had the lower mesh like a Cooper. So essentially, it looked... I wasn't trying to make it into a Cooper, but, <laughs> but it looked like a Cooper mm. from a distance, single-colour Cooper anyway. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was a modest spec, but it had... Um, you know, the pack, the salt pack and the pepper pack, I believe, on it. Yeah, nice. No, I love that car. And, um, yeah, made even more great friends through that. You know, the whole vibrancy and the whole massive change that that year and how, I mean, everything was like being retro retro rebuilds. You know, you had, first we had the Beetle, which had been there a little mm-hmm. while before. And there was a massive hype about sort of new old cars, if you know what I mean. And the Mini was just, you know, it was just so... Everybody wanted one, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I ordered mine in the February and it I had to wait like two months for it and it came and I love that car and I had it I had it what two years and I did nearly twenty odd thousand miles mm. in it and I parked it for another car which if we're gonna talk about I, I had these cars, well maybe I don't know. Do you want me to go on? Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. Do you want me to go I'm on? Okay. Your train, well, absolutely. Yeah, well I, I mean uh, as many many people know me from my work as in the, sort of being a journalist and writing many of the sort of specialist titles for minis, but anyway, at the time, I'd uh, changed job and I was staff writer on a mini magazine, and um, I walked away from my former job with uh, you know more redundancy than I was expecting, shall we say? And um, I thought to myself, I went to the dealer. That was it. Yeah, I went to the local dealer when I was living up in I was in between uh, Cheltenham and Gloucester at the time. And I went up there, got chatting with the local dealer, and ended up walking out with an order for a, a Mini Cooper, an mm. indie blue with Ooh. a black roof on. And uh, yeah, I, I, it was kind of the dream, what I wanted the first time almost, except this by this point I'd kind of moved away from, I'd had a press car, believe it or not, in indie blue, and I just thought it was a really nice colour, so mm. I thought it would be interesting to have that with a black roof. So I had that. 
in between on my chaotic job history I had another job opportunity come up in between ordering that car and um, it coming in early 2004 mm. top of March 2004 and I was back living at home in Hertfordshire and um, so in between that point you know you have you have the cut off point with new cars where you did with minis where you could like before that order was set in stone so I went back and I had more <laughs> Had a few more bits, hmm. which was very nice. So like Harman Kardon, I've always liked my music. Oh yeah. Girls. So I had that, and a couple of other bits, and I got the dealer to put Cooper S side skirts, not Aeros, mm-hmm. Cooper S side skirts. You know the bulgy. Yeah, the middle side. bulgy bit. Yeah, I just thought they were really cool, mm. and you know, I just thought it worked quite well with the sort of black lower half of the car. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, I had that from two thousand and four to two thousand and six. It wasn't my main car. I did have another car at that particular car. I'm not mm. going to talk anything other than Mini here. Mm. But yeah, I had that. And then a changing career again. Seems like all I ever do is buy Minis when I change career. <laughs> but anyway, but uh, R56 came along in uh, 2006, end of 2006. Mm. I was quite happy with my 04 R50. It was, it was doing sterling service. It was mainly a weekend car. And I really enjoyed it. You know, still getting out and about. And then R56 came along... And uh, I went to the launch and they made me a crazy offer for my R50. And mm. I had then I moved on and had one of the first R56 Coopers, which arrived in January ooh, 2007. I mm. literally had picked it up on like the 3rd of January. And anyway, I had that one. That one was probably, I think, when you take early minis, you've always got to take the rough with the smooth. Mm-hmm. I think on Mini 1 being like nine months in, they kind of started... Any sort of early issues they kind of ironed out with build quality. So mine was quite with. Sadly, the R56 was an early R56, and it did feel like that. I mean, that car was good, but um, again, had some issues with it. And mm-hmm. uh, then Clubman came along, and the Clubman was. Um, I went for a new Clubman. I really wanted a Cooper S then, though, annoyingly. Mm-hmm. But sadly, funds wouldn't stretch. So I just met my now wife, and. Um, yeah, and we were moving in together and getting a house and couldn't quite sort that out. So I um, went for a Cooper Clubman mm. in pepper white with a black roof. Lovely Ooh, car. Oh, yeah, nice. Really lovely car. Classic. Um, yeah, perfectly happy with that. And then situation changed again. And um, the car that's cu- one of the cars that's currently outside, well, actually in the garage, but it, it, in my ownership still, and it's a Mini, came next. And... Um, we spin back to the R56 just about that time when I uh, BMW loaned me a GP. I must mm. admit I wasn't that first generation Jeep. I wasn't that enamoured when I saw it first. Mm-hmm. I just thought it looks weird. Black black arches, colour coded other bits. Yeah. Mm, what we're thinking. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I was. I've always had a pretty good relationship with Mini Press Office, and they loaned me one for a week just before the launch of the R56, which I did in. I think it was in Lisbon. Um, and uh, yeah, so they gave me that for the week, and it was just it blew my mind. I was like, oh, this is really, really good. Yeah. And even though I'm not sure about, I, I really wasn't sure about the way it looks, but having one for a week totally changed my opinion. Anyway, so um, spin forward to Clubman time, and a change of situation saw me being in the position to be able to buy one of those, mm. and I still own it. And I suppose I should end that story there. But uh, yeah, I've got a Mini Cooper S GP1 which I've got, and I suppose, do you want me to go bang up today? I suppose we could go bang up today, because everyone knows the car anyway. Is, um, <laughs> yeah, go on. We are going to talk about OBLs in a separate podcast, mm. but um, yeah, I've got an OBL, um, and I bought mine probably when OBLs weren't 
were just beginning to get interesting, mm. I would say. And uh, it's car number 122. It's well documented in my time as editor of Modern Mini. Mm. So it was a project car on that. And yeah, I've still got that as well. And it's the complete opposite to the GP. But I'm very into the first gen. But I'm into all gens of Mini. But the first gen... I don't know, it's it's a special car for yeah. me, but uh, there we go. I think we share that. I, I do like them all. I love them all. I think in R56, I've got my favourites. In F56, I've got my favourites. And going forward, um, I mean, already I'm a big fan of the just-announced uh, Mini E, etc. Um, I'm sure we'll get to those in we the distant future. But, um, yeah. yeah, there's something about that, that first gen. I think for me... It was literally, I loved the classic Mini so much, anything that, that was going to come along was going to be absolutely it for me. Um, and when it launched and I actually saw one, just that dash was great. The the toggle switches in the middle were just like the most exciting thing in a car. Um, and I just loved it. Red and white was always the one for me. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. That sort of I mean, classic look. Yeah, I mean, I had lots of exposure to the new car, even when, I, I, you must remember when uh, we had the International, uh, the last one, uh, what was that? Was that Silverstone? At, um, and uh, Mini at that point was still a Rover, part of Rover, and they bought an early car along and they had it, do you remember they had it hidden in a tent and you had to go in there and you could... Oh, cool. It was all, I don't know whether you were at that one, I but anyway, not. that was... That was kind of my first, and it was there in the metal. It was in a corner, a little way off. Yeah. I think that was, it might have even been, it was definitely after the, I can't remember the dates. It's been a while. Mm. But um, it was definitely after the first sort of Fiat Punto-based car was riding along stages. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It was to definitely peak interest in the future of the car. Mm. But, I mean, I don't know about you, but I... I can remember I was avidly watching it and I just yes. thought to myself, with BMW backing it, it was just going to be a, too expensive. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just thought it was going to be too expensive. And then, um, as I say, uh, you know, Cooper was a bit more expensive, there's no doubt. But, I mean, and sadly was a little too far for me. But, you know, the fact you could get finance, you know, and mm-hmm. I could get finance. I mean, I came home. I did the Italian job in 2001, as I say. I took my, I prepped my, my Cooper, my Mini Cooper S, my classic Mini Cooper S for that, and there were two new Minis on that run. Mm-hmm. And I'd also done the launch that year, but we'll go into that when we talk about OBLs as well mm. in more detail. But it was like, you know, they, they looked so cool. And, you know, just right, and the owners knew that they were cool. It was just like, you know, you could be... Uh, yeah, I, I, I will talk about this again when we talk about OBLs but I always remember on the London launch I was on and there was a guy next to us in a Porsche 911 we were driving around one of the things we had to do on the launch was drive around London with a Polaroid camera and take pictures of ourselves and the car mm-hmm. in sort of the various sites of London. and this guy he came up next to us and he was in this 911 beautiful car mm. and he wound down the window and he said uh, he said do you want to swap and I actually think that if we'd have said yes, he would have done that swap, do you know what I mean? So, I mean, what other car could do that? I mean, uh, yeah, it's a special thing, the R50 and R53. And, you know, it's, I still think it's unbelievable. You know, it's, it's maybe some good friends, and I can't believe we're, you know, 20-odd years, well, 23 years this year yeah. into um, 
into since the first cut, first early cars rolled off the lines, you know. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it, really? Absolutely mad. The nostalgia piece at this time is, is massive. Um, particularly as when it all launched, I couldn't drive. I was a teenager. I was yeah. way off, really, my sort of taking test, etc. Um, and, yeah, I knew I wouldn't be able to get one as my first car because they were still too new. But mm. the first one I ever saw in real life was silver and black. Must be must have been an OBL. Um, and it, it was my friend Jamie's mum's and okay, wow. she was just the coolest person in my in my peripheral vision um and because they were f- they were fixed spec back then i think they so were yeah early cars was... you you really had to have either the red and white mm. or the silver and black it was i think that was a it was the same with cooper s but we can talk about that as well mm-hmm. after three as well but um i mean do you remember what you were doing on launch day Back All I remember is seeing it in um, a newspaper. Uh, and I remember going into a newsagent, and it was The Sun, believe it or not. It was just in that paper, uh, the front cover. Um, and then, I don't know where that was. It, well, it was in Watford somewhere, but I was on my way back home from school, and I just saw it. And it was all over the news, ITV or ITN, and then BBC. And then from there, it was just magazines, Top Gear... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, auto car and I've still got all of that because I absolutely loved it any sort of memorabilia I I was I was there for um, mm, I can't I remember mm. which motor show I saw it at but I assume it was it would have been London I think it was Birmingham ah was Birmingham. okay NEC that was when it was first debut because um, but I like you there was when um there was, you're right. There's a bit of a. They definitely were NEC later on, and they did all sorts of stuff. But I must admit, I didn't do that a couple mm-hmm. of those years. Um, but uh, I do remember 2006 when GP was released, and that yes. was. You remember the Lund when they had it at, Ex- outside, Absolutely. at Expo, and the Mini and BMW stands, I think, I believe were outside. I remember yes. the GP was there. But yeah, no, I mean, do you remember? For me, launch day. Because I was in a mini club at the time, mm-hmm. and amusingly, we used to have a show once a year, our local show. This was the A's of Hearts game, mm. and um, uh, one of our members there was a guy called Roger Wall. You probably are aware of. You mm-hmm. know, he's, quite, he's a bit of a legend in um, both classic and new mini circles. I mean, he he placed an order for a Cooper back when it was still a Rover thing, and his order was passed to his local dealer, which was Stephen James in Enfield. Mm. And he on launch day, he and it was also our mini uh, our mini club day. He um, picked the car up. He was the first person I saw that actually, or first owner I saw that had a mini Cooper, and it wow, was nice. absolute launch spec like OBLs. Yeah, it was red yeah. and white. And his was he's got he's got the number. He's got he's got a Y hat on the plate, so it was never on an original. It was uh-huh. on his personal plate. Mm-hmm. But I can remember looking at that that day, and also the local dealer, which I think was your local dealer. I forget what the name is now in um, Watford. So the but, Watford um, one, I think, was a Sitner. It could have been, yeah. Um, and I remember the they bought both their demos down, and there was Roger's car as well. So we had three new minis in this little field, and he bought it out on the. Uh, we did like a treasure hunt in the afternoon. He wasn't afraid of using the car, which I think was 
pretty impressive. And you know, looks on people's faces when I think I was following, just seeing the car on the road as well, not driving it was pretty interesting. In that, um, but yeah, it took me a little while longer yeah. to be in the yeah. position to own one. But um, yeah, I just spent the whole time in like from mm. the launch, the first sort of six months. I can remember going to Plant Oxford at Christmas. And they invited us there, and they still had OBLs on the press fleet then, and I remember taking it out there, and I had one loan from them, which wasn't an OBL. But yeah, it was just whole time I spent thinking, I really want to own this car, I really want I can remember coming home and saying to me, my mum, you know, what she says, oh, what did you think? And I was like, I really want one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And the amusing bit was when I did get round to it, I, went, I spent the whole, I ordered the car, and then I spent the rest of the day absolutely stressed and thinking <laughs> to myself can I actually afford this car and I could but you know it's just like you know it's such a big change having a new car you know it's been it was a special time and I, I, that's what makes that so special I think yeah uh, yeah I'm not taking up like yourself I'm not taken away from future I've enjoyed been yeah. very lucky in my position to enjoy many many and of many special minis and you know over the three generations and um I'm looking forward to the new one, like your good self. Um, I had a good nose round it last week, so. Um, but we'll we'll talk about that at a later date yeah. as well. I've got some exciting audio for that. <laughs> On that note, this is probably a pretty good end. Thank you very much for listening. If this is interesting and you want to hear more, uh, do tune in for more. We're going to be covering a little bit more history. Um, and our points of view hopefully may come across in this one in that I guess I'm more consumer and Martin is definitely more expert. He's got some behind the scenes tidbits. So these are all elements that we're going to try and get involved in our next couple of episodes. Um, our next episode, how to announce it? Well, I reckon oh, our own personal, our own personal history of. Uh, I think we need to talk get talk R fifty and the first gen cars and why they're interesting and why, you know, and more about. I think there's still an understanding about OBLs, so um, hopefully that'll yeah. be what we'll that works about. perfectly. Is that okay? Excellent. We will see you very soon. Excellent. Bye. See you soon.